Hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode 64 of Stay at Homer. I'm sick of the season nonsense now, so I'm going to stick to episode 64. Yeah. Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men on coronavirus lockdown in the UK rewatch every episode of The Simpsons from the start. My name's Andrew Lowe. My name is Tim Tucker. So today we're on season four, episode five of The Simpsons, which is Treehouse of Horror 3, the third instalment of the little kind of multi-episode Yes. Halloween specials. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to that, we've uh, we've been letting you know what we've been up to in terms of uh, keeping our uh, flimsy grip on our sanity throughout this this, pro- this process of lockdown, mm. which still continues. So maybe a little a quick update on that. Um, I think th- this week you've got some big news, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, um, COVID is currently teeming around my body because yeah. I've voluntarily allowed it to be injected into my system. I've been vaccinated is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A bit earlier than I, you know, I've disgruntled a lot of people with this news because I'm I'm 55 and apparently a lot of people older than me have still yet to get it. See, basically, if this was a supermarket queue, there's like an old lady with a, with a load of shopping and stuff. She's got a lug back to her house. Yeah, and you've just gone. Can I just get this, please? And just slipped in in front of her with like a Snickers. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and everyone's just gone. You're fucking no, typical. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. It was, it was nothing. To, I did nothing to perpetuate it. But um, mm. yeah. Apart from re-uploading your uh, BMI data into the <laughs> into the NHS app <laughs> to make sure you are registered as grossly obese. Yes, but, but nothing else apart from that. <laughs> There's, I mean, there was always a possibility that they've, they've given you a radioactive jab, yes. isn't there? And There's always, I always, t- yeah, <laughs> hope that that might happen because if you, if TV and movies have taught me anything, it's that that kind of thing can lead to special powers. Yeah, um, you could become, you might become COVID man, where yeah. you sort of grow spikes. Sort of <laughs> spikes come, yeah, you can grow spikes at will. So if anyone grabs you, you go, oh, you invoke the power of COVID. Yeah, and I could shoot shoot COVID from my fingers to or <laughs> yeah. from my eyes or something. Yeah, yeah. And definitely infect anybody it hits. So like zaps yeah. of COVID. People go, stay away from COVID, man. He can infect you. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. Then we go, but we're, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now because we're all vaccinated. It doesn't. Well, stay away from him anyway, in case. <laughs> it's it's not a very good superpower, is it? <laughs> not. It's a, a small window where it might be quite effective. <laughs> but, yeah, um, don't just. Uh, Make sure you keep your distance because his body can become spiky. Okay, yeah. fine. That's not a big problem. <laughs> it's rubbish. Super rubbish. Superhero. Is he? Su- is he like impervious to bullets? No, no. You can shoot him. It's fine. Yeah, you can still. <laughs> you can still kill him. Yeah, he just has spikes on his body, and it's incredibly painful for him when they come up as well. <laughs> anyway, so that's. There's not much to say about it. I, I, I reassure no. listeners that it's very straightforward, non-painful. Yeah. And I mean, I've only just had it, so if I do experience anything, mm. it will be live on this podcast. So we'll, we'll yeah. Check if that you start sort of drooling and spluttering and kind of uh, yeah. sort of ranting, yeah, and we uh, we'll hear that happening live. And, to be um, fair, though, that sort of happens anyway in most episodes, doesn't it? It's yeah. a similar yeah. sort of thing at the end. Sort of um, incomprehensible babble. <laughs> but um, uh, so this week, well, you've that's happened to you. I mean, the thing is, the Queen today in the UK has said. She had her vaccine yesterday, didn't she? Queen Elizabeth II. Ah, did she? Um, our, our glorious uh, unelected leader. <laughs> um, she said she, she, she urged, urged everyone to have the vaccine. And then right. the next day you had the vaccine. So 
in my eyes, Tim, that makes you uh, a slavish follower of the the monarchy. (laughs) You're just like you're just a kind of a mindless subject. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's got the Queen says jump, and you say how high. Yeah, I, that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. yeah. Well, God this week it. I've been listening to the Electric Light Orchestra <laughs> quite <you>? a lot. <laughs> yeah. Have you found their joyful orchestral meanderings <laughs> interesting? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I have. Yeah, I've always meant to kind of get delve a little bit deeper, and um, uh, yeah, I think they're amazing. Yeah. It's, they uh, are good. I, I remember in the seventies discovering them and thinking, "Wow, an electric orchestra! That's amazing." <laughs> yeah. yeah, but their their leader. <laughs> They're sort of a key songwriter and frontman. Yeah, is a man called Jeff Lynn, yes. which um, is it's it's just such a non-rock star name, isn't it? Jeff Lynn. It's like it a is, mortgage yeah. advisor or something. <laughs> it's not Jimi Hendrix, is it? Or, so. or Ziggy Stardust. But, um, yeah. yeah, but I think you know he is a genius. I think he is incredible. His yeah. like his ability with uh, yeah chords and melody and uh, it's they're musical just, they're stuff. Just great. Mm. Um, now, right before I sound well, I already do sound like Alan Partridge talking about <laughs> the electric because he does say at the one at the start of one episode, "Pray silence, please, for the electric light orchestra." <laughs> <laughs> one of the episodes of I'm Alan Partridge. Yeah. So, let's move on mm. to um, to the Halloween special. Yeah, yeah. So this is the, as you say, the third annual one. Starts with yeah. Homer's silhouette appearing next to. The iconic Alfred Hitchcock silhouette. So, uh, and he yeah. even starts with a bit of a, an impersonation. Uh, he says, you know, it, can, it could scare certain viewers, mostly religious types. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're starting to get a bit barbed, aren't they, now? Which is really good. It's really good to see. They're, they're nice and confident. Yeah, that's much more the Simpsons' attitude to religion that I expect rather than the one we got in Home of the Heretic. But um, yeah, yeah, it's all about turn there. Um, yes. And then we see. Um, uh, uh, and sort of basically baiting the audience into watching, calling them t- chicken and so on, uh, before he turns it off. And we, we get to the classic intro, which is a cemetery showing some of the things that have died, like uh, classic American workmanship is in there. Yeah. They stopped doing those, apparently, because I read that um, they just found it really hard to think of them every time. Right, <laughs> they just really? sort of ran out of them. They just <laughs> set, a bar too, set the bar too high for themselves. My favourite is still Casper the Friendly Boy. That's that's definitely the best one. Yeah, that's great, yeah. Um, yeah. There's one later in this episode where there's a gravestone for various short-lived television shows. And there's one oh, yeah. for Fish Police. <laughs> which, um, <laughs> fish, and they're all genuine. Fish Police was uh, <laughs> like a fucking terrible-sounding thing where... There was, How did it get it's exactly what you what it sounds like. Yeah, it's just like it's a it's a fish police department. It's like an animated series. There were six episodes aired, six episodes, Fantastic. and they went fuck this. This isn't working. Yeah, thank God they killed it. I could have told them that before they bothered to spend money on it. It'd be. Rubbish. I'm surprised it got past the pitch meeting, to be honest. But um, right. Anyway, yeah. in the setup, we have um, Simpsons are having a Halloween party. Do people do this in the UK? I mean, we've talked about this before about Halloween in the UK, haven't we? Yeah. Do, do people have parties, Halloween parties? Where... I did. They do now. They didn't back then, yeah. though. I remember then that it wasn't such a big deal for us, was it? But um, the, we've been Americanized right. in the last few decades, and uh, we definitely get more Halloween stuff these days. I just think now it's just sort of middle class families, isn't it? Mainly. Maybe you're just, right. Yeah. 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 Just maybe. sort of, and then the the the, the sort of lower classes. Um, yeah, skull to be, you yeah. know, to give them a. They basically, they obviously go around the local, the local areas, 
and yeah. uh, threaten people for sweets and things <laughs> <laughs> while the middle class families are indoors sort of passing as they do here as Marge does passing food items around in the dark and pretending it's body parts quite a good game but, that um, until, until um, Homer eats it <laughs> Homer eats the food yeah <laughs> it doesn't get past him basically yeah that's um, a good game I like, by the way, we should just pause to see the, the costumes here. So Bart is dressed as Alex yeah. Delage from uh, <laughs> Clockwork Orange, which yes, is a really, yeah. really strange costume choice. It's pretty um, good, though, isn't it? It's, it's very a good, good costume yeah. choice, really. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. Lisa's the Statue of Liberty, because I don't see quite why that's in any way horrific. It's very Lisa, isn't it, though? Yeah, very her, yeah. She just, yeah, exactly. Millhouse is radioactive man. Uh, Nelson's yeah. a pirate. Wendell yeah. is an astronaut. Um... <laughs> Lewis is Frankenstein's monster. Richard is scratchy. Um, but mm. brilliantly, Martin is Calliope. Yes. <laughs> he sort of prances <laughs> on, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, and gets, gets punched in the stomach by Nelson for his Inevitably. Cover. Yeah, he must have seen that coming. <laughs> he's like yeah. nothing, is he? Um, he's not, exactly. He's not, what's he expecting Nelson to do when he prances <laughs> up to him? Go, oh, nice costume, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is all the intro, isn't it? Though this is all the lead-in to um, yeah. to 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 stories and the telling stories. Yeah, because Homer eats the food. Marge says, "Well, what we what we're going to do? We'll have to tell yeah. stories." And um, yeah. it starts with um, Lisa tells the first story. Yeah, clown without pity. It starts with a it's Bart's birthday, and Grandpa's giving him a big box of money, <laughs> which he got from the government. He says, "Yeah, he and, says I don't um, uh, I didn't earn it. I don't need it." But if yeah. they miss one payment, I'll raise hell. <laughs> yes, that's why it's a great grandpa moment. I love grandpa in this segment, actually. He's yeah, he's good, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Homer, says, uh, he said, what, what did you get him, Homer? And he goes, don't! And he, he does a brilliant, sort of tries to grasp it back by going, don't worry, son, I forgot yeah. about your birthday. <laughs> There's another one of those later in the episode, which is yeah. uh, even better, I think. We'll come to that. So he decides to go to the House of Evil, your one-stop shop of evil <laughs> shop. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't know why he ends up there, um, which uh, is great. It's, he sort of passes various evil-looking objects to this um, cultural stereotype of an old, what you might call from the 18th, 19th century uh, Oriental, wouldn't you say? Like a sort of Fu Manchu-type figure behind the counter. Yeah. Bit, bit we can't old, say that anymore, can we? We can't say Oriental. All that, If you can put all that aside, he's a great character because he's sort of quite yes, sinister yeah. with his but he's Yeah. Yeah, he's based on Mr. Is it Mr. Wing? I think it's Mr. Wing and Gremlins, the guy who they oh, get the Mogwai from in the Gremlins. So the, yeah, yeah, this yeah. whole thing is kind of. It starts as a riff on Gremlins, and then they sort of get bored of that and just carry on with the crusty. Yeah, because Homer says, Do you dog. sell toys? He says, we, yes. we sell forbidden objects from places men fear to <clears> tread. Uh, <laughs> and we also sell frozen yogurt, which I call frogurt. <laughs> um, which I think is, is now called frogurt. Yeah, that, there everyone? is a thing now. I don't think it yeah. was then. So yeah, he reaches up to the to the the shelf and passes a few like a, a pumping heart and a two two headed doll and things. But he ends up ends up giving him a crusty doll, uh, which looks fairly innocuous. Um, but it's a brilliant exchange here, isn't there, between Homer and him, where he says, you know, be be aware it may be cursed. It is cursed. Yeah, this is wonderful. Yeah. Well, the first thing he says is it's cursed, and Homer says, well, that's bad. And he says, yeah, but um, it comes with a free frogurt. <laughs> he does. He basically does an upsell on <laughs> trying to also warn him about the curse. Yeah, that's not really the way to do it, is it? <laughs> that's not the best way to upsell to kind of try and get a little bit of extra from a sale. No. <laughs> it comes with a free frogurt. That's good. 
The Froget is also cursed. That's bad. <laughs> that's, what, that's brilliant. You, the Froget's also but you get, cursed. <laughs> but you get your choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate, and Homer's just blank confused. And the guy goes, that's bad. <laughs> and Homer says, can I go now? <laughs> yeah, he's had enough of that game, isn't he? Yeah. He's had enough of that game because he's sort of had something that he doesn't understand, like big words, and it's frightened him. <laughs> he wants to run away. But yeah, so he takes it home... Um, and obviously Bart's delighted. There's a fantastic... I know you've already chosen our um, uh, picture for the episode, but there's a fantastic bit of animation on Grandpa here. where he Oh, can, yeah. He yeah. says, that doll is evil, I tell you. Evil! And he's, he sort of closes in on, on, yeah. on Grandpa's face. It's a beautiful shot, isn't it? This is what's one of the good things, about I think, about the Treehouse of Horror shows, is that they really do a great job of making things a bit creepy, a bit genuinely horrible, a yeah. bit yeah. sort of askance. Uh, yeah. In terms of the shot framing yeah. and the imagery, they sort of they crank it up. Like Lisa, when she introduces this this episode, mm. she does a does a great pan up to her face, and her eye, her eyeballs are sort of yeah. slightly askew, and she's laughing maniacally. <laughs> it's yeah. genuinely disturbing, <laughs> and they do that really well with uh, with the clown and with Grandpa here. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And then and then Marge says, "You said that about all the presents." <laughs> yeah, so that's a, yeah, he says, "I just want attention." But um, yeah. But then it, it cuts to Homer playing with the doll while he's watching TV. Mm. And that's when we realise the evil that the doll is capable of because it starts to threaten him, doesn't it? <laughs> it's such a great idea. That's, well, I love the sequence where he pulls the string yeah. and the doll, is, when it goes to Bart, Bart goes, my name is Crossy the Clown and I love you very much or something. And he's, yeah. Bart is like, thank you, thank you, Dan. Yeah. And then when Homer pulls the string, it says, my name is Crossy the Clown and I want to kill you. Yeah. And Home was like, <laughs> and I didn't even pull the string that time, <laughs> and and it says no, you Homer Simpson. <laughs> it just clarifies it, yeah. uh, and he brilliantly throws it away, and it comes back at him with a knife and um, a really and big then, knife, yeah, a really big knife, yeah. And he says the family rush in, and he goes, the Donald's trying to kill me, and uh, yeah. But yeah. at one point, um, it stops and uh, it, it points to its back, and then Homer actually pulls the cord. Oh yeah, Homer has to re. Yeah. yeah, he has to pull the string again. <laughs> Which is a mistake, surely. He, he should have just Yeah, that's an that. error, yeah. That's an error in the design of the evil doll. It can't. It has to be round up again. Uh, we, we then uh, cut to Homer in the bath. Um, Krusty chases him out there. It's, it's almost like he's wailing at that point. He's got a sort of harpoon, isn't he? He's, he's like um, chasing Homer as oh, a yeah. giant whale. Um, yeah. We see Krusty with the Barbie doll. I love his chat up line. It's a little hot for that cheerleader outfit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's with Malibu Stacy. Yeah, in the doll. Malibu Stacy, that's it. Though. Yes, yeah. and he's kind of uh, yeah, he's trying to seduce her, which is <laughs> quite disturbing. <laughs> so Homer's plan is to knock him out with a with a pile of dirty socks uh, in a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. takes takes him off to drop him in uh, the bottomless pit that just seems to appear in Springfield. There's a slightly slightly problematic line here isn't there I think. yeah about Whoopi Goldberg yeah when yeah, the guy there's like a, a, a mafia guy dumping a body in there in the bottomless pit yeah and then this other guy turns up with a cardboard box and saying I was a fool to to think that people would want nude photos of Whoopi Goldberg um, that... and he throws them in and then the box the pit throws the box back out at him it's so yeah. it's so horrified <laughs> It's weird, yeah. isn't it? What? Where does that come from? Was that was that a meme at the time? I don't know what that is about, but it's not. It's not, it's really offensive. Um, I don't know. It just. It, I don't know. It just sort of feels. I don't know. It just feels a little bit of a bum note, doesn't it? It does. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
anyway we'll skirt over that yeah um, moving on but it, yeah but um, as Homer drives home we see that Krusty's clinging to the bottom of the car the Krusty doll not Krusty himself um, yes. clinging to the bottom of the car and chasing which is a riff on Cape Fear isn't it the uh, De Niro yeah. Cape yeah. Fear which would have been around which would have been fairly recently released at this time yeah that's right and uh, comes comes back into the house has another go at killing Homer a nice little a line at Homer tries to tell the family again. It says that the doll's trying to kill me and the toaster's laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of those is true, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So Marge calmly calls Krusty Co. Um, yeah. The, presumably the company responsible for this doll. And uh, complains about it. And then we get one of those classic Simpsons moments where they go, okay, please hold. And there's a the, the hold <laughs> music is painfully ironic. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> It's this time. It's everybody loves a clown. So why don't you? By Gary Lewis and the Playboys, <laughs> which is just to make the caller feel worse. It's always the whole music's uh, role. Yeah, I love that. It's a great little. It's a really subtle thing, but they do it a lot, don't they? <laughs> it's just inappropriate hold music for the uh, for the issue. But the, the Krusty Co um, technician arrives, and it's a brilliant solution to it. It's set to evil. <laughs> And there's exactly, a switch on yeah. the back from good or evil, and uh, it's been switched to evil. See, I'd be furious. I, I, you'd think the bloke in the evil shop would have mentioned that. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be really angry about that. Say, it's, a, it's a great it's, gag because it opens up so much thought. Like, why why would it have an evil setting yes. in the first place? <laughs> but the, and the lovely twist is that when Homer, when it's switched to good, yeah. um, Homer immediately abuses that and just <laughs> treats it like a slave. Yeah. <laughs> it starts by, Bringing him his food and yeah, <laughs> yeah and um, yeah, and just basically enslaves it in a really ugly sort of way. But it, it, on the positive side, the Krusty doll now lives with the Malibu Stacy and it goes back to back, goes back to her place. So they develop something of a relationship. Yeah, so that's that's the end of that one, and then we then we move on to we go back to the family, don't we? Yeah, after the first story, we cut to Homer telling this sort of muddled ghost story, um, and then that's uh, right, yeah. He's, he's not getting it right, and uh, it, yeah, it's, sort of, it's all mixed up. So um, Grandpa says he'll tell a story. Um, yep. And he, he says, I have seen a lot of movies, and it cuts to King Homer, the second story. Yeah, King Homer, and it goes to black and white. Yeah. In, presumably in homage to the original King Kong, which is all, it's obviously based on. And yeah. Um, and apparently there was a big fuss about when they, during the production of this episode, where... Um, they didn't. They were worried that people would think their TV was broken. Really, it was suddenly going to black and white. Yeah, uh, have a low opinion of the of the audience, don't they? <laughs> you think that you think that people would just get it artistically. <laughs> yeah, it's instead classic. of like immediately leaping up and trying to work fix the telly. <laughs> There's a really really edgy line here. I'm surprised that this is. Uh, you yeah, know, this March is a great line. Up. Yeah, I know. Well, it's King Kong and Burns is. Is running the the expedition to the islands to try mm. and find King Kong or King Homer in this case, and Smithers is his assistant, obviously. Yeah. And then Marge mm. turns up saying, "My name's Marge Bouvier, and <clears throat> I want to go to the yeah to go on the voyage." And he says, "Burns says, what do you think about taking her, Smithers?" Yeah. And Smithers says, "I think women and seamen don't mix." Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not very subtle, even, is it? Um, yeah, Burns says we know what you think. And yeah, <laughs> so all of this is a reference to Smithers being gay, um, which has been building. Yeah, and because they're sailing to the island, seamen, yeah. seamen works. Yeah, 
but only just. Only just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. squeaks in, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, we've got to remember this is a family show um, targeted yeah. at kids. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I like that edginess. Um, I I'm do, not yeah. Sure, I'm not sure how it fits with gender politics or anything, or... Um, um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But but um but I did like the edginess because the adults snigger um you know and that's part of the reason why we loved the Simpsons as adults and we first saw it as adults so uh, I also think that one one good thing I'm not crazy as we know about the 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 sort of departure from the sort of canon that you get with the yeah Halloween specials but one one good thing you do get about them is they can let their hair down they can relax a little bit and they can maybe be a bit edgier yeah. and yeah. I think they certainly there's a couple of examples of that in this yeah. episode there's one later in the third story where yeah. you know they kind of they push it a little bit they do and this, I think Women in Seamen Don't Mix is probably one of the show's most notorious sort of lines isn't it yeah um, definitely one of the closest sort of broken to the edge. out yeah <laughs> but um, it, you know as I say they move swiftly on and they, they end up getting to the island where Homer is a giant ape um, mm. and he's worshipped by the islanders just as in King Kong of course um, and we figure that the blue-haired woman, Marge, is going to yes. be sacrificed. Yes, and a good aside here is you see the sort of uh, kind of cartoonish tribal folk yeah. Yeah. Um, worshiping <laughs> King Homer, yeah. and the the chief shouts "Mosi Tatupu," "Mosi Tatupu," which is his uh, little chant to oh, summon right. King Homer. Right. Um, which and uh, you know, I'm sure you know where they've got that from, Tim, don't you? No, I don't. What's that from? Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mosi Tatupu, right, was yeah. uh, an American footballer oh. uh, for, of, of Samoan um, extraction, <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> How did you know this? This wasn't uh, so. This uh, is... So they used it because it sort of sounds a bit like a, you know, uh, a tribal tribal phrase. If you don't know, no. so um, yeah, that's ruined that for everyone. Well found. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Homer enters fighting a dinosaur, which is pretty good entrance, I think. Yeah, hitting it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although it does bite him, and he lets out the uh, yeah. gigantic doll, um, yeah. which echoes around the eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then Homer sort of starts playing with it. Does a little sex growl. You do that quite well. You know that little, that little. Sex growl. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. He? Growl. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> he does that yeah. and um, basically woos her. <laughs> yeah. And then which we hear Burns again, say, disturbing. Yes, it's is, because it the size differential alone is quite disturbing. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Burns rushes on saying, we don't want him dead, shoot him around the groin and belly. <laughs> that's, that's good advice, though. <laughs> if if uh, a little heartless. Yeah. <laughs> and very specific. Um, very specific, yeah. He's like he's researched it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's of course maximum injury, but that without killing someone. And then Homer eats Lenny, and because uh, Carl That's and lovely. Lenny are on yeah, this I love trip. This bit. And then yeah. <laughs> Carl shoots, but he ends up shooting Lenny in the arm. <laughs> That's the bit I laugh the most at. In, <laughs> I think in the whole episode, <laughs> he gets shot when he's in when he's in Homer's mouth when he's been eaten. Yeah, and he's like, "Thanks a lot." But Burns tries to throw a gas bomb, and it's sort of because he's feeble, it lands just in front of him. <laughs> it's not a very good throw. And he ends up sort of dancing around, singing a song. Yeah, tri- tripping, yeah. <laughs> so Smithers manages to get it. Um, See, this is why this episode, this this bit, this section is kind of funny in the sense of um, 
I think what you have to do is you have to just let go of this feeling that things are going to be a bit be well plotted and structured. And oh yeah, you kind of think, well, all they're going to do is just come up with loads of little. It's almost like a brainstorm session, and everything's kind of made it in. Everything's just been yeah. tipped yeah. into the tipped into the script. Absolutely. And they've gone, yeah, that'll yeah. do. That's funny. That'll be funny. And they've just tipped it all in. There's no room and for I, links, are there? Because it's so short each episode in the in the trilogy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But so, um, I think yeah. it works. And when when they get classically back in King Kong, where they're getting back to the big city, and mm. Burns puts him on display, puts him on display, and there's a brilliant line where he says. Um, in his native world, he was a king, but but he comes before you in chains for your own amusement. <laughs> such a brilliant line. That's very Burns, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's wonderfully sort of literal. But that to me, that really does to me. Again, don't want to get bogged down, but it, it's um, that's pretty much what zoos are, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> particularly in that for big cats and yeah. animals like that, which I really hate. This just this idea that we've enslaved the animals for for your amusement, for everyone's amusement. <laughs> I really find that unpleasant. Basically, the flashbulbs, just like the film, the flashbulbs make him angry. He, I like the fact that when he breaks free, the first thing he does is scratch his ass. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also they get a love, they get a nice bit of Barney in here, a nice they little do, seasoning yeah. of Barney. Where Barney's a kind of character who's there. When King Home is revealed, Barney doesn't comment on the spectacle of this gigantic creature he says look at the size of that platform yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic he takes him on as well he does yeah. yeah he sort of kicks yeah. him in the ankle when he takes too many peanuts yeah yeah just any they use Barney brilliantly um, and yeah. Barney's a good example of where a character who does expand a bit yeah um, like where we see later episodes where you see a sort of bit of his backstory a bit of his tragedy and Mm. Um, he he is a character who does expand well whereas when they try to do that with other characters like Krusty like Otto mm. it doesn't quite work but yeah. Barney is uh, they use him brilliantly um, by just peppering him in by just sort of dropping Absolutely. little moments with him yeah yeah, he's a good character he's a great character mm. there's a nice um, sort of twist on mm. the, the traditional King Kong story because instead of reaching the top Homer actually is so unfit he can't actually yeah, he can't climb, climb the top yeah. So he falls out of sort of fatigue, um, and yeah, uh, the planes just go and refuel. The planes have had, don't have any any <laughs> sense of urgency, do they? That no. he's carrying this woman to the top of the Empire State Building. Uh, he's not dead, but um, but there's a great little monologue from Burns here. He says nobody's career is. I, I remember when Al Jolson ran, ran a mock <laughs> and climbed yes. the, the building. Fantastic, which <laughs> which is great because it kind of it sort of nails the era and. Yeah. Um, it's also a very burned scene to say anything yeah. that's kind of a little bit dated. Before we leave this, Marge promises to take care of him, and there's a great little bit at the end where it says Marge, you know, a woman marries marries big ape or something, and then we cut to the wedding, and the monkey turns up, and the usher says, "Are you with the bride or the groom?" Yeah, <laughs> great. And, he, and Homer eats uh, Marge's eats father, the bride's father, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like it says Dick Cavett born on that. Yeah, on that newspaper cover. I don't really know who Dick Cavett is. But he's a, he's a talk show host. I do because um, I've seen lots of YouTube videos of him interviewing people like Bowie and uh, John Lennon. Um, oh right, so, so he's kind of the joke. Joke is that he's kind of yeah. he's knocking on a bit. And he's been around forever or something. Well, I think the other joke is that you wouldn't announce he was born because he's not famous till about forty years later. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, anyway. Um, yes. So we end that one. We now cut to uh, the final interlude where Marge is. Yeah. 
um, serving fruit as nature's candy. And then brilliantly, this fantastic headless zombie enters um, with blood spurting everywhere. Um, and it's Ned yes. in the this best Ned, yeah. Halloween costume. Of course he's got the best costume. Of course he's put all the effort in. Yeah. It was, it's very Ned to do that. And it's genuinely terrifying. <laughs> his, kind of, his head is obscured beneath this kind of bloody stump that he sort of reveals and says, hey, that'll scare you. And Grandpa yeah. is really struggling with that. You know, <laughs> he's, he's struggling on the, on the yeah, nearly out of <laughs> yeah. breath on the sofa. Yeah. And he's got this cheerful demeanour as well, which is great contrast. Ned's <clears throat> cheerful demeanour under the headless corpse. Which starts yes. Bart's story, Dal, do I say Dal Z for zombie, Andy, or are you going to pick me up You on would, that? yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're American wise, Tim. <laughs> what yeah. would you say? Z. Dal Z for zombie, because that's how we say it's it. A, it's a great British Z in my world. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever you yeah. choose, it's there. Um, yeah. And it starts with Bart doing, he's at school um, presenting his book, which, which is a sort of A to Z book for preschoolers. <laughs> It's baby's first pop-up book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing his book report, yeah. Um, and he says something from A to Apple to Z for, to, to Z for, for Zebra. Baby's yeah. first pop-up book is a, it's like a kind of typical book report yeah. review. No, well, when she says, are you telling me you read a book intended for preschoolers? And he says, well, most yes. of it. <laughs> most of it, yeah, lovely. And, the, um, and then she sort of... Uh, he has a look at some other books, doesn't he? With, with one, which is wonderful, which is fine, Waldo yet again. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just on the cover. There's just a huge picture of Waldo, yeah. right in the centre of the screen of the, of the page. And then uh, on the, the first, the first puzzle, yeah. it's just Waldo on a kind of fairly barren sort of beach, yeah. clearly standing there. <laughs> huge and he rendered quite big yeah. and there's also a, a young boy pointing at him <laughs> <laughs> just in case you missed him yeah just in case you hadn't spotted Waldo and then Bart's going oh, he just isn't trying anymore <laughs> they've run it's out not... of ideas Waldo <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, and some for some unspecified reason an occult bookstore opens up in front of him I don't think it's really clear why that happens, but um, isn't it the occult section of the school library or something? Oh, is that or? what it is? Yeah, because they have to go back to the school later, don't they? To yes. to sort of close the circle. So he notices it right now, conveniently, and uh, finds a book of magic spells. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go back. He takes that home, sort of boasting to Lisa. Lisa's morning snowball one, which has always been problematic to me because I, I I don't think we've ever been introduced to snowball one, which continues to irritate me. Yeah, um, so this is the cue for Bart to say, um, let's try and raise the dead. Yeah. You know, from my magic book. Or as, as as Bart says, you know, Lisa, please, they're not zombies. They they prefer to be called the living impaired. Um, Which is quite progressive, isn't it, for a yeah. show from, yeah. what, 93? Yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah. Now, we, we, we're much more sensitive to labels and, and things, yeah. aren't we? But, yeah. um, but back then, we wouldn't have been. Yeah, it would have just been a, a kind of zombies and that's quite a sort of progressive attitude yeah i like it um <clears throat> but um they they descend on springfield these newly risen dead um ned lets them in cheerfully which is quite good and then we hear mm-hmm. a scream from his house he's obviously been mm-hmm. been converted um the kids run back to homer and say dad we did something very bad <laughs> yeah we see zombie skinner oh yeah martin with his big chess club brain yes that's and right. uh crusty also gets zombified but we see the technical difficulties please stand by uh yeah. card test card don't we as, as he becomes zombified yeah. Um, yeah and so the zombies attack Homer offers himself 
but they can't find his brain. They're tapping on his head, and they go forget it and leave. Yeah, him. they leave him. Yeah. <laughs> so he he says says right, we've got to get back to the book depository, get the book back, and he gets his shotgun. <laughs> and there's yeah. one of my favourite moments of the whole episode. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they go out to the car, and Ned approaches. Clearly zombified mm. Ned saying, uh, yeah. "Hey, hey Simpson, I'm feeling a bit peckish. Mind if I chew your ear?" And then Homer shoots him brutally in the in the chest and uh, stomach. <laughs> Someone says you, you killed the zombie Flanders, and Homer says he was a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> so they they go to the school. Homer blasts his way in. A weird section where we get Washington, Einstein, and Shakespeare um, resurrected. Not quite sure why. <laughs> well, he says he shoots him. He goes, "Take that, Washington." And then he goes, eat lead, Einstein. Yeah. Just about works. Yeah. Physics and lead. Yeah. Then he says, shows over Shakespeare, which yeah. is all right. So it's kind of for him to to say some sort of action hero type dispatch. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, hasta la vista sort of type lines. Do you know what um, I was disappointed with is is the zombie Shakespeare, they give him a line, which is, is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? Which is a crap line. Yeah. <laughs> it's crap, yeah. It's rubbish. Is that meant to be crap? Rather, yeah, I know. Uh, it's sort of um, they, they've got the whole of Shakespeare to, yeah. to choose an appropriate line. There, I can think of a hundred, yeah. and it's just—is this the end of Zombie Shakespeare? It's like I a real if that was a joke, like a, or whether that's just a misstep, or I don't know. It didn't work for me. No. So Bart gets to the book, uh, manages to send the the zombies back to their <clears> grave, and. Um, we we cut to Mayor Quimby who says they're now just uh, no no longer zombies in Springfield they're now just corpses rotting in the streets. <laughs> yeah, and lots of the crowd obviously go yay, yeah. and um, we get a coda where the, the family are watching the TV and they say I'm glad we didn't turn into mindless zombies. Yeah, and then you see us some you hear some sort of inane kind of sitcommy type thing. Yeah, and then Homer says man fall down funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that line. Then, yeah, yeah, then it's sort of over. And I think the one thing one was going to say about this episode is apparently yeah. that there was it was a difficult production and that it didn't didn't they test screen their processes once everything gets animated they test screen it and mm. um, it didn't go down well so they had loads and loads of changes. Um, line, lines were rewritten and it was tweaked, and then obviously the animators have to kind of um, have to kind of apply those revisions. Right. Uh, and it said it, it, apparently this is one of the most changed the most number of changes that they ordered hmm. so that t- sort of tells you that the production wasn't quite smooth with this um, and as ever I think it shows a little bit yeah, uh, yeah. In mo- at moments particularly mm-hmm. this, the, uh, is this the end of Zombie Shakespeare and yeah um, yeah just, um, slight rough edges here and there aren't there yeah mm-hmm. It's not really a Simpsons episode for me. These kind of episodes, yeah. they don't really feel like an episode. They feel like a bit of a, a sort of um, a spin-off, really. It's I like know what a, you mean, like... but but I I find the joy of them in the in the way that they play with the characters. I think that's where I find the yeah, joy in them. Yeah. They, they use the cat. You know, they've got such strong characters in the Simpsons by now, and such an array mm. of strong characters that they can play with the the ideas of uh, a kind of what if type scenario. What, what yeah. if you know uh, Homer was a big ape or whatever? Um, and I, I find them, a, I really like them actually. I, know, I, I take your point about the um, continuity and the canon, but um, yes. but yeah, I just like the fantasy of them because, as well as being a family and a loving family and, and all that stuff, they also have great surreal humour in here. Um, so although I, I think there are some rough edges to this one, 
to me, it's not quite as strong as the one before. I, I'm going to give this an eight um, because yeah. of some of those slight missteps. Certainly, the Whoopi Goldberg it should at least be a, a, a point off for that gag. It's mm. that rule of three, like um, uh, Homer dumps a clown, the mafia guy dumps the body, mm. and then you're th if you're writing that sequence, you want your third gag. You've got so much opportunity with that third yeah. section of the gag, haven't you? It could anything could happen? Yeah. Who's going to turn up, and what are they going to tip into the bottomless pit? Yeah. Um, that that could be a great payoff, but they just go oh, nude photos of Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, just and, you're yeah. Like, oh. and and that's yeah, like yeah. exactly the same, Andy, with the um, the three things with Washington, Einstein, and Shakespeare. Yeah. They've got the payoff yeah. line doesn't quite crack it, does it? That's um, right. I think you can tell you can, you know you can see the. Can see the joins a little bit in, in the episodes that have been troubled yeah. and tried to be reworked and mm -hmm. this it's true here and it also reminds me of the that's the episode we watched recently where they had homer having a little reverie about imagining something yeah and there's only two there's only two examples oh, yeah. of him imagining something and they're both kind of fairly weak yeah they're, they're the it's the meta stuff when the meta stuff isn't yeah on point you know mm. you've got a fairly average episode i think yeah, yeah, but having said all that, I mean, I loved, I loved the whole of the Krusty the Clown um, as a doll. Yes, I just, yeah. I loved all that. It just tickles me um, the whole, the whole concept there and the way they delivered on it. For me, this is like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven point five because I'm not kind of hugely into it, um, mm. into the sort of concept of the Halloween specials, and yeah, um, I think it's, I'm going to kind of, it, I'm slightly annoyed that it's not as good as I thought it was in my, yeah. in my memory, but. So it sort of doesn't sit really uh, up in the upper upper echelon sort of thing. For me. It's got some great moments though, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah. It's that's the thing. It's one of those episodes of great moments and lots of bitty bits and pieces. And yeah, there's lots of little singular little gags. Mm. Um, well, let me ask you this, Andy: is is your your aversion to the Treehouse of Horror concept? Does that mean mm. that you will never give a Treehouse of Horror episode ten out of ten? Or, or is that is that an impossibility for you? I don't know. There's one. There is one coming where there's Kang and Kodos disguise themselves as the the, the president and the two two presidential candidates. Yeah. Which I I remember watching with you when we were crying with laughter. Yeah, yeah, that and, is um, yeah. That that's incredible. And so <laughs> so I think I think there are episodes there. <laughs> that's that's got that. the end, end communication bit to the speech that he gives. Yes, <laughs> I, but I think it's it's kind of how many levels the jokes are on. That's what always works for me. And if there's a joke that is funny on the surface and they've got they've really yeah. got the the context right, then it's possible. Then it's always it always makes me happy. Yeah, but we'll see. But maybe one here, day. not not quite. That's most, that's why I'm sticking with seven and a half. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Yeah, nothing. Uh, did did I say anything odd during that that uh, might have implied that I was suffering from some sort of brain uh, breakdown? <clears throat> yeah, some. There was a moment. There were some slightly dubious remarks about the United Nations at one point. But, really? Oh no, well, I didn't do that thing out. about Whoopi Goldberg, did I? Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, but no, I I feel like um I feel all right actually. Feel good actually. Good. <laughs> so yeah. um. Yeah, he's hoping to a healthy rest of uh, my life. <laughs> and, yes. Um, but uh, next time, Andy, we've got Itchy and Scratchy the movie. We have, which is a great episode. Fantastic. And, uh, Can't wait. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, by the time you edit this, mm. we, <laughs> which is, could take a while, <laughs> we, <laughs> we'll be able to watch that yeah. in time for next week's. Um, Absolutely. So, um, on that bombshell mm. of um, double bombshell of a week in which I have been listening to the Electric Light Orchestra yes, um, and Tim has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Yes. Um, we bid you farewell. We do. We'll yeah. <laughs> stay, stay safe, stay sane, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.